When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for being a part of the Fearless Army. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and when you do, ask me a question in the comments. Each week, we'll compile your best questions and answer them on air. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Thursday. Glad you're here with us. Awesome, awesome show planned for you today. Warren Sapp is going to follow it. We had Brett Favre yesterday. Today on Thursdays, we'll have Warren Sapp. We'll talk some NFL football. If you guys remember, uh, Warren, before the season, was calling Josh Allen the headless horseman. We'll let him crow about that. Uh, I'm going to play Warren some clips from uh, Jay Norville, the Colorado State football coach, who looks like he wants to pick a fight with Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. I'm not going to call this game an upset, but it is. I'm putting this game on upset alert. I think Colorado's going to get humbled this weekend, but we'll see if uh, Warren agrees or disagrees with that. But a bunch of other stuff to talk about with Warren. Colin Kaepernick in the news cycle. We'll bring that up to Warren. I'll ask him about my uh, Randy Moss, Tyreek Hill comparison, Midget Moss. Uh, Stay tuned. Warren, just around the corner, I want to open up some room for my conversation with Warren by uh, taking care of one of our greatest sponsors, Cozy Earth. Summer used to mean I was kicking off the sheets every night to try and stay cool. But that all changed when I discovered Cozy Earth bedding. I now sleep comfortably even on hot, sticky nights, and there have been a lot of them here in Nashville. Simply swap out your current sheets for soft, breathable, temperature-regulating sheets from Cozy Earth, the brand with thousands of five-star reviews, including my own. If you don't agree that you're sleeping cooler, more comfortably this summer, they'll refund your purchase price plus shipping. No questions asked. And you get 100 nights to try them out. That's right, 100 nights. How can Cozy Earth make such a guarantee? Because their bedding is made with viscose from bamboo. So it traps less heat, enabling people to sleep cooler, more comfortably year round. For a limited time, save 40% on Cozy Earth bamboo sheets. Go to CozyEarth.com fearless and enter my promo code fearless at checkout to save 40% right now. Try them for 100 nights. If you don't sleep cooler, send them back for a full refund. That's CozyEarth.com fearless. This is another one of those great sponsors that I was using before they jumped on board as a sponsor. This stuff is great. It will help you sleep cooler. It's been hot here in Nashville all summer in the 90s. I, I, I like to keep my apartment pretty warm year round regardless. Cozy Earth helps me sleep very well at night, 
hop on board with me, support a great sponsor that supports us and our worldview. That's CozyEarth.com slash Fearless. Now, get ready for your boy Warren Sapp. Without further ado, uh, let's get this party started uh, with Warren Sapp. Let's roll down to uh, Florida. Warren, uh, welcome uh, to the show. I have to say, and this will be the only time I'm going to say it, you look marvelous, man. I love that setup. I, I love that setup. It, it, it looks almost better than mine, but you know what? I know you're going to no, 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 no. I've been in Nashville. I'm not even going to disrespect you like that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you got very All right, nice. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting out on a, on a positive note, but I know you're going to say a bunch of silly things that irritate me, and you're going to disagree with me. And gonna irritate me, but I'm well. I mean, we, we might we Almost. might agree a little bit. You might irritate me a little bit. So let's you know let's get to it. This old lie, D lie anyway. So let's get to it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with a softball. I'm gonna throw you okay. a softball and give you a pat on the back. Uh, although we, I think we're both kind of in agreement here about Josh Allen. Josh Allen opens up the NFL season <laughs> with four turnovers, I believe, three interceptions and a fumble. They lose to the Jets. Uh, you called Josh Allen the headless horseman, and that's a nickname that might stick. Oh, I, listen, I've been doing this for years because this young man here, for some ungodly reason, decides to do some of the craziest things with the football and with his body. I mean, when you're that big, that strong, that 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 fast, the best thing you can be is available for your football team. And I really think he he puts himself in in peril a lot of times when he when he really doesn't have to. Do you think it's fixable, or do you think that's just that's the way he is? He's been more physically talented than everybody else, and so he may stick with it. No, 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 no. You you can't stick with it when it's, you know, easy blitzes that Stefan Diggs is standing there with his hands up and you're not going to him. And I mean, Stefan called him out. It wasn't just me. The receiver said he wasn't doing the things he needed to do. And when your receiver says this, and that's the guy that has to trust you with throwing him in the middle of coverage and, you know, leading him and he's trusting that there ain't a safety coming. You know, it used to be a route called the bang eight. You remember that? <laughs> and they used to say all the time to the receivers, hey, get big right here because they're going to hit you anyway. That That's not even a part of the game anymore. And when you don't – that's why I was so offended when the, the guy from Kansas City was looking around. Who the hell's going to hit you, son? Catch the ball. You think Pat Mahomes is hanging you out to dry? Are you kidding me? I mean, I catch the ball with my eyes closed with Pat Mahomes. And that's the trust that a receiver has to have in his quarterback when you're reading these NFL coverages because – They'll still hear the silly fool. You know they hunt silly rabbits now. <laughs> they don't hunt the big boys, but they hunt silly rabbits that do silly things. So, I mean, Josh just do very, very silly things. I mean, late, high, over the middle, three times. I mean, come on, Josh. Then did you see his face at the end of the game? 
Nobody even wiped the the little chocolate, the, the little you know the little, the little sand bites off of you know the little the little tire cut ups. They wouldn't even wipe their quarterback face, man. They wouldn't even tell him that his face looked like that at the end of the game. It was a bad night. Is there anybody you would compare him to? Because a lot of people have compared him to Cam Newton. That no super talented guys. No, you no. don't like the Cam Newton comparison. Why not? No, because. Cam Newton had, uh, there was only two running backs in the national, whole National Football League that had more rush touchdowns than Cam Newton when Cam Newton played touchdown. I mean, quarterback in Carolina. And that was Adrian Peterson and Shady McCoy. So when you are up there with Adrian Peterson and Shady McCoy, you're not technically a quarterback and a thrower of the ball. Josh Allen can throw the ball. That's no question. That's always been the question with Cam. Can he throw the ball? Would you compare him then to Jared poor man's Lamar Jackson? Jared Goff is who I compare him to because these two had the same amount of NFL turnovers since 2018, and it was 80. Jared Goff fumbles a lot, yeah. And so does Josh Allen. (laughs) Yeah. So how does this – How does this play out then? There's already some tension between Stephon Diggs and and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got the huge contract. How how does it play out? Let's see. Let's let's see because I don't have a crystal ball, but I tell you one thing. When there's smoke, there's a big fire underneath that thing. So let's let it burn and let's let it cook. Well, we got 16 more weeks of this at a bye week. Come on. I I ain't going nowhere. I'm, I'm here for the fun and the film. (laughs) <laughs> the let me segue into Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and there's a whole conversation around <laughs> grass versus turf did that contribute to the injury the NFLPA says they want everybody on grass Roger Goodell says some players like playing on turf because it's faster where do you come field down turf. on this field turf, field turf is, is not faster Field turf is not faster. You have to get a set of shoes that's actually workable shoes on field turf. Me and Marshall been saying this for years when we got out of the league. Like, boy, that field turf going to be the death of the NFL. Because it just, you feel like you've been beat up. I mean, I played in the Astrodome. I played in, you know, Triple H, Hubert Humphrey, you know, Metrodome. You know, I, 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 I know what AstroTurf is. And I know what was under it, but you can put a pair of tennis shoes on and play on that. So you get a little bit more comfort. You can play, I used to play in Jordan's Concords when I went to Minnesota and when I went to um, uh, Detroit back in the day. I played in the Superdome, you see what I'm saying? So I, I, that was my division. So I knew what AstroTurf was, but that field turf is a whole nother animal. In a good way or a bad way? Bad way. You you think field turf is worse than AstroTurf? For my wow. money. It it doesn't it's not uniformed in how you put your feet down and run around on it, Jay. You understand what I'm saying? I remember when they first gotcha. came out with it, me, straight hand, um, Jason Taylor, and a bunch of us was doing the lineman challenge down in Miami, and they rolled it out in front of us. 
And we was like, what the hell is this? And they was like, they was like, well, we got little, you know, shavings from tires in it. And, you know, because we first thing you do is rub your, your feet across of it and, you know, see what it feels like. And it felt slick, but it wasn't slick. But it was slick, if you if you get what I'm saying. So they was like, no, you can wear seven studs on it and whatever. I'm like, what? I think this is the first time we've ever seen this. You're going to tell me I can put seven studs on it? Show me the person that ran with seven studs on this. So I got the little knobbies and... You know, I was real cautious with it. I mean, we all were because it it feels so unnatural to anything we've ever played on before. The first time I, I stepped on it. So I, I get your point. You're, it's like with AstroTurf, you knew what to do. You had it a was game uniform. Plan. You knew and then how to attack you it. Get you some basketball shoes with a nice bottom on it. Get you some comfort. That's how you attack that. Then you put the little sleeves on for the running backs, for the skids, and the you know the little strawberries that you get with it. But with the field turf, no one's quite figured it out. <laughs> and hmm. Other than it being very economically, you know, stable for them to switch around and do a bunch of sports on it, you know, field hockey, soccer, you know, all the different things that they can do on these fields. And it's much easier for them to maintain that. I understand that part of it. But when you're talking about the cancer with the soccer kids because of the sun and the tires and the different things that go along with that, I mean, it is evident that somebody didn't do enough research before they rolled all this out. I want to talk a little bit about the New York Jets. They go into the season thinking they have an all-time great quarterback. It's Super Bowl or bust. It, absolutely. When four plays in, now they don't. And, and you're the perfect guy to talk to about this because they have a great defense, allegedly. They have Quentin Williams, who, mm-hmm. you know, is supposed to be big time, the second oh, no. coming of Aaron Donald. Listen, nine tackles Monday night, that ball's bowling. Got nine? So, bowling. I, okay. Okay. So I'm talking to a guy that was the centerpiece of a great defense that went to the NFC Championship with Sean King and won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. (laughs) So everybody is sitting there like, oh, it's over for the Jets. If you're in that locker room and you're Quentin Williams and that Jets defense, why can't they do what, what, what you did? Oh, no, you, see, you put me in the Jets locker room. Now, that's a whole different thing. If you leave me here in my set and I get to analyze this, I say two things to you. Their track record does not say from 1996 until they won a championship in 2002, they only gave up 16.02 points a game. The Jets can't say that. The Jets young fella got up there and Went to naming off some defenses, the 85 Bears. Do we know the 86 Bears was worse than the 85 Bears? But they got beat in the playoffs. But, you know, kids kids, kids don't want to do a little research. They just want to look and, you know, it, it sounds cute to say. But when you're talking about being hunted and have to go out and perform every week, I had no idea I'd be in the NFC Championship game in 11-6. You, you have no idea. I had no idea that I'd be in Jack Murphy Stadium winning the championship in on January the 26, 2003. But the one thing I do know, defense does not win championships in the new NFL. Defense gives you a chance, and your $100 million quarterback got to take you home. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say defense no longer wins championships or you never believed that? Defense does not win championships. Defense gives you any more. Any more or you're saying defense does not win championships? All right. Purple people eaters won how many championships? Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they had a Super very Bowl. good. They had a very good special teams that night. Very good, Jamal. Uh, what that boy name? J- J- Lewis. That's who should have been the MVP that night. Come on, man. We, we can relive. We can relive Sap. that one. That was stadium. Listen, Ray Lewis and them Sap. played a great game. If that ref don't call that holding when Trent Dilfer throws that pick six to Christian Peters, the defensive tackle, we got a whole different football game. I'm just telling you. Sap, I'm talking to a man, you, Derrick Brooks. <laughs> I don't want a Super Bowl, and, and, and I'm not you know trying Brad to John- take a dump on Brad Johnson. I, no, 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 I got on, one for man. you. I got, I got a little fact for you. Who has more touchdowns, Troy Aikman or Brad Johnson? Who has more touchdown passes, Mr. Whitlock? <laughs> don't do that. When you're looking at me and you're you talking about my quarterback. Really? You want some of this? Come on. Come on, Google up. Google where you ask questions. Sap where you get answers. Sap, 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 you're not trying to argue that Brad Johnson was a better quarterback than Troy Aikman. No, Stop I it, just Sapp. made a simple question to you. Who has more passing touchdowns, Brad Johnson or Troy Aikman? Brad Johnson has 166 passing touchdowns in his career. I, I. <laughs> Troy Aikman has 165. <laughs> you really went to Google and you have Warren here? You really went to Google and you have Warren here? Don't do that again. That's your uh, last chance. That's your last one. We got 16 more weeks. Don't do that to yourself. That looks bad. You look like a First Amendment order to talk about. You can't, you ain't got my permission to take my picture. You need my permission to take my picture in public. Boy, that computer ain't broke. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Look, look. Well, Boy, I was about Johnson. to say, it's Brad Johnson broke, right? got two Pro Bowls. Brad Johnson got two Pro Bowls. I was thinking he had none. Wow. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Three things on my football team you cannot bother. My coach, my kicker, and my quarterback. I, Sap, I hear you. But, hey, I'm just okay, telling you. I'm gonna give, I would, I would, let, hey, let me give Brad, <laughs> let me give Brad Johnson his credit. Let, let me give him his credit that, that oh, I love you, you. you forced me into. But you know, you know y'all's defense won that championship. All right. We went into Philadelphia. You know, <laughs> the first play of the game, Brian Mitchell touches it on the kickoff, runs it back to the 11-yard line. We line up the next play, they hand it to Deuce. I was about to say Bruce Staley. That's what Marty called him. You know, he, he can't say nobody that. He can't say Randy, so he called him Randy. He couldn't say Bruce Deuce Staley, so he said Bruce Staley. So they give it to Deuce. Deuce goes right up the hole, touchdown. Six nothing. We ain't even we ain't even broke a sweat. Six nothing, one play. Joe Jarrett Vicious is running 71 yards against Blaine Bishop, and Blaine Bishop is still chasing him to this day. 
Trust me, brother. We 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 had an offense. Trust me. We we scored some points. We scored some on defense too. But but our offense clicked at the right time when we needed them most. And we got a championship. Trust me. Donovan was driving and it was 20 to 10. It it wasn't like he was driving to tie up the game or a game winning, you know, drive. No, he was down 10. <laughs> we had 20 at that time. Let me give you an, let, let, let me Come let on. me give you another one. Come on. Let me give you another one there. Come on. <laughs> I, I hope you're not going to say <laughs> you've heard of something called the steel curtain. Me, oh, no, Joe no, no, Green. No, 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 no. I, I, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert. With the with the Don Blonde bomber quarterback. Donnie yeah, Donnie Donnie. That's why five what five, six of them are in the Hall of Fame. Trust me. That that was 70s football. That was 70s when you didn't throw the ball more than 17 times. We throw it 40 to 50 times in the middle of the field is wide open, Willa. You need 30 points in the new NFL. We just watched 73 points go up in a Super Bowl. We thought the Nick Foles and, and Tom Brady Super Bowl was the greatest that nobody punted the whole game. How about that one? I mean, come on, man. Ain't no more defense no more, brother. Uh-uh. You, your defense just needs one or two stops at the proper time and turn it over to your $100 million quarterback. How many game How many game winning uh, interceptions we got as a defense to Tampa or the, the Bears or Ray Lewis in his defense? Nobody counts that. They count the quarterback fourth quarter comebacks and overtime wins. Yeah. Quarterback driven league. And they've opened it up to where now Tua gets to throw <laughs> to the cheetah for 200 yards and there's no chance. Nobody putting a hand on him. Nobody uh, trying to f- stop his release. And then you got the jackrabbit on the other side and Waddle. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Waddle. Yo, are you kidding me? Huh. And then you notice uh, McDaniels guys are. Uh, uh, offensive savant. And when you have people that care about their players and put them in perfect situations to where now they can do what they do best, back up. <laughs> Two is healthy. It's going to be damn tough to stop the mullets. The Dolphins. All I'm right. You, you've, you, you've, <laughs> you've made me. Let's move to Tua to Tungvaola. Let's move to Tyree Hill. I was talking oh. with uh, Brett Favre <laughs> yesterday, and I came up with an analogy for Tyreek Hill because I I don't know who to compare Tyreek Hill to. I it's like I've I've never seen this. And then I started talking to Brett, and I just kept thinking about it, thinking about it, and I go, "This is midget Randy Moss. This is mini Randy Moss. He, he's I, not six five. Nope. But he scares safeties the same way as Randy Moss." And, and points follow Tyreek Hill wherever he goes. Safeties. That's the whole defense. The whole defense. Because when I'm rushing with Locke and I know he's out there on that cover two and Lynch is over the top, I got to get there. Because if he's even, he's leaving. <laughs> you remember that old, state, that old saying? Man, yeah. they ran a play where they had him stacked and he came in motion underneath and the guy went and ran underneath, ran a shallow cross. He ran a deep cross. Man, oh my goodness. I'm like the play design. And then you give him that amount of space to be able to separate from a DB? Who's going to run with him? Who's going to run with him? Usain Bolt? 
Shakari uh, Richardson, you gonna need some fast. You gonna need somebody pretty fast, dog. You, I mean, did you put the pads on them? And oh my goodness, this young man here, I, I agree with you. That's Randy Moss. That's Moss. That's that. That's the midget Moss. I, I'll go with that. I like the it's, cheetah better. It's but, an, <laughs> but the Randy, the midget I, man. I, I, Moss I don't is, know. It's applicable. It's applicable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything. We've never seen it. Like it because, because again, and Tom Brady's a great quarterback, but when Randy okay. Moss showed up, he became as good as Peyton Manning and as 50. good as anybody that's ever played 50. the game. 50 of them he put up that, and, day, that year. 50. And, and, and when Randy Moss was with Dante Culpepper, Dante yeah. Culpepper looked like he was Superman. Jeff that. George looked like he was Superman with Randy Moss. Everybody, except for the little experience in the Raiders, Everybody looked like Superman. Yeah, but Kerry (laughs) refused to throw it. Did Kerry refuse to throw it? Kerry used to come to me like, Sap, he's putting his hand up. I said, throw it. I said, what do you expect? An incompletion or pass interference or a catch? That's the only three things that's going to happen. Not an interception. He's definitely not going to let that DB get that ball. Throw him the ball. It it was unbelievable. Kerry was like, "I, I, I don't think he's open. Oh, he's open. If there's one out there, he's open. And so it raises the, and this is kind of a silly, I wouldn't say it's a silly question, it's just an interesting question, because if I had a choice between a great quarterback and Randy Moss, I would take Randy Moss because he would make my quarterback great. Better, yep, yep, if you can get him in a one-on-one situation. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes or Tyreek Hill, who's more valuable? Just over the course of one season, not a career, but the quarterback. Just who the quarterback? The quarterback. The quarterback. Yes, not that one. Not that one. Mm-mm. You from Missouri? Stop that. Stop that. You was in Kansas City a long time. Stop that. Stop that. Not 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 Patrick. Not Patrick. Are you Joe putting Burrow, him in a different category? Josh Allen, you know, uh, Sunshine down in Jacksonville, you know, Lawrence and, you know, Dak in Dallas and whoever else you want. Now now I'll take the cheetah, but not, not Patrick. <laughs> this man has never played a playoff road game. You've never seen him in a playoff road uniform until he showed up at the Super Bowl and they designated the Philadelphia Eagles as the home team. Can you imagine coming through Tampa every year to have to face me and Brooks and them boys and, and you can't hear on man? <laughs> Boy, oof, oof. We could have did some damage. Five straight? Come on, dog. No, not him. Not him. We thought he'd so, fall off losing Hill and he wouldn't want a Super Bowl where he had one incomplete pass in the second half and he was throwing that one away. He didn't aim a ball at a player that he didn't complete a pass to in the second half of a Super Bowl with Locke. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Tyreek Hill going to drop a ball. I mean, he running that fast. He going to drop what? <laughs> <laughs> he running so fast, he going to drop a ball. I mean, <laughs> But, no, that he is the closest thing to Mahomes. It's Mahomes, then, then, then the cheetah. I agree with you. I, that, them two right there are just – We've never seen anything like it. We really haven't. I mean, nothing like that. 
Pat Mahomes invented a no-look pass, and now everybody wants to do it in training camp. Are you kidding me? It's hard enough to look and throw the ball in the NFL. Now you're going to look away? Come on, man. Stop it. Well, I, I would put Randy Moss on the same level as, as Cheetah. I, 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 oh, yeah. I agree above, with you. Above him Patrick, and, beside, and beside Patrick Mahomes. I'll put Moss up there like that. Listen, I yeah. was in the same division, boss. This man showed up, <laughs> had three catches, 108 yards and two touchdowns against us where he jumped over John Lynch in the middle of the field and took off and scored. I was out this game because I had an uh, – Compound fracture in my left hand and told, did my ankle something nasty. <laughs> I looked up at Brooks after the first quarter. I said, yo, big boy, you might want to slow him down. They own an 84-point pace. It was 21 nothing after the first quarter. Yeah. Oh, I, I've seen it up close and personal. That, that young man right there, whoo, I call him the guillotine. Off with your head. That, that's what Randy Moss did to you. Off with your head. That fast. Didn't matter where he caught it at. He could take it all the way to the house and off with your head, and nobody was catching him. Nobody was out jumping him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, what I asked Brett this question, I'm going to ask you. Does Tua have enough arm strength to satisfy those two guys week after week after week, Waddle and Hill? Waddle's nearly as fast as Tyreek Hill. Is, is Tua's lack of arm strength going to eventually be a problem? Is that something that was brought up when he was the number one pick? <laughs> Some we, people brought we, it up. Uh, who? Some people have questioned his answer. No, 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 no. I just want to know who brought it up because, you know, there's always some wild people that say wild things that, you know, you know, I, what the mad, I heard the mad dog say something the other day. Either I'm going to be right on TV or I'm going to make money. You know, <laughs> I'm like, what? You, you have no conviction? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, some people just say things just to be wild. I mean, I watched a, a, a podcast from the state of Utah when I happened to be in Colorado, and they was talking about the Colorado Buffs. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, we can't avoid Dion at this time. <laughs> so I know, look, we're gonna get they, there. No, 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 I know, I know, no, no, no. But I'm just talking about people oh. who make wild statements, and they say, yeah. "What, what, what makes Sanders?" It makes him the third best quarterback in the, in that conference. What did he do? Play for a JUCO for his daddy? A JUCO. Jackson State got four Hall of Famers. Sweetness went to Jackson State. I mean, the disrespect that goes on with some of these comments. So I don't think Tua's arm strength was ever a question because if that was the question, they don't pick you number one. Do not. Mm-mm. If you can't make NFL throws, you will not be the number one pick. You know that, Whitlock, for a fact. I, I, I do know that. I yeah, do, you, I'm you saving my wife. You know, 60 miles an hour or something like that. <laughs> you should throw who, it. Who did you say? Where, where, Cam Newton. But where it would go? Hey, you know, <laughs> you had some questions. <laughs> like, like your boy Richardson. <laughs> He, he throws the hell out of the ball, but it hits the roof <laughs> in his practice facility. And he's laughing about it. I'm like, when did the roof become a receiver? I mean, we've, I mean, I, I never heard about Peyton Manning's 40 broad jump or vertical. I just didn't. I, Troy Aikman's I, I, either. <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to move into some more uh, controversial topics, but I, 
But I want to. I just want us to catch our breath a little bit here and did, did just Bob talk Walters a little come bit. Over just something controversial. Just, <laughs> just a little one. straight football before right. before it gets heated. Before I before I have to disagree with you and you know try to put you in your place. Uh, just try it with Google. The, the, want to try again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try again. I'm never giving right. up. Right. You act like. Hold on. You act like. I mean, if I really wanted to go, I told you so. There was somebody last week that bet you $100 that the Lions were going to win that game against the Chiefs. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I I, was unaware of Kelsey. I was. I, I I, don't watch talking heads about football that, come on, man. I'm really going to watch Dan Orlowski tell me about a quarterback after running out of the back of the end zone in your first start with the ball cocked. Come on, man. I, come on, stop. 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 That, 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 no. I, uh, Swagoo going to tell me how somebody going to rush? Come on. I love Swagoo. Swagoo's <laughs> funny, but come on. <laughs> We're not, I'm, not, I'm not learning anything. I, I like laughs, too, but I'd rather turn on Netflix for that. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the bet. There's a bunch. There's a great crop of pass rushers, the, the new breed. They're not in. They're, they're not, you know, inside rushers like yourself, although Aaron Donald is. But there's a bunch of edge rushers out here right now that are putting yes. in great work. Yes. Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby. These these guys are Trey, elite. Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson. From Trey Apopka. Hendrickson with the Bengals. From Apopka. The blue daughter. Yeah. My high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the Bengals. Yeah, he rushing uh, the pass pretty well too. Hey, man. Hold on. Y'all went to it the is? same high school? Yeah, Apopka. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, the indoor foolish anyway. capital of the world. Jalen Carter went there too. Who? Oh, oh, wow. Jalen yeah, Carter. We got five. Well, we got anyway, five first I'm, round I'm, picks, baby. We cold in APK, baby. We don't play. We show up and show out. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have five first round picks, but we do have a number one <laughs> overall pick out of my high school. Uh, Jeff that? George. When we've Jeff George I went to my Warren Central High School. We got. We got a. You Probably know me and you have something in, in common? Your, your only first-round pick threw me my only NFL touchdown that I picked off and ran back. Thanks, Jeff George. <laughs> October 22nd, 1995. <laughs> He's with Atlanta. Shovel pass. Picked oh, him off right. and ran him back. Five-yard touchdown. Thanks, Jeff. All right. We we I'll have Jeff in town next time you're here and uh, no doubt you guys can no doubt I would love that I love that, that. Hey, that's my man <laughs> I love Jeff George the only quarterback in the history they said that throwed it from this twenty to that twenty and dropped it right on the receiver that's what they talk about with the number one picks in the NFL draft they don't talk about how strong they are ma. no they don't play that they, they, they don't play that now you got to have a cannon and and usually big hands but I think they kind of gave up on the big hands thing all right who's the uh who's the best edge rusher of that crop I gave you I you know I I might I, which kind of shocked me that I I kind of think it may be miles Garrett but Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett got good numbers. We talking about forty five sacks in forty eight games, and then we got uh, Watt, Mister Watt, the other Watt, <laughs> not Justin James, not yeah. JJ Watt, but the other Watt. He's got forty six and forty one games, and Bosa's got thirty four and thirty six. I tell you what, I'll take and one of them on the outside of me any day of the week and twice on Sunday. They all love to hunt the quarterback. 
But I got tips for Miles Garrett. You got to work on first down, squeezing the hole to get to third down. And then everybody eats because you got to play like a pack of wolves. It can't be one guy. And um, what's that boy's name? He got Darius uh, Smith with him, number 99, old Green Bay Packer on the other side, Miles Garrett. So they got two. They got two nice little pieces. So it's going to take more than one. Like Michael Parsons got uh, your boy Larson and 97 over there. They doing, and they running a lot of games with him. You know, Michael Parsons is doing a lot of game running, and he's coming home. But, hey, man, the Giants did some crazy protections. Oh, my goodness. As an old, old lineman dog, I, I'm going to send you a couple of clips on your on your phone, and you look at them, and you tell me what that old line was doing. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Well, you they don't get sound. to practice anymore, Sap. They, they don't, don't want to practice. Anymore. How about that? How about that? They don't want to practice anymore. I heard word in the grapevine the Giants didn't put their pads on all week long before that game. Not one time did they go out in pads and do a little work. You've got to, bit with luck. There's nothing to prepare you for the game except almost the game. And when I'm watching guys in week one, I saw a lot of practice tempo. I really did. I'm going to put it on Sap in the lab. I'm going to put it out there because this has got to stop. I mean, I'm watching guys in man-to-man that just stop running. Just, just stop running. You're covering that guy. He has the ball running, and you just stop. That's practice. Yeah. No, these live bullets. You got to go. You got to go to the whistle. <laughs> I, I might need your help. You might cut back. I need your help, son. Come on. We're all in this together. Sap, I, I got a picture I want to show you. You said that uh, you feel mm-hmm. comfortable lining up with any of these edge rushers. Uh, I, I, you know, being a three technique, uh, having the proper nose tackle uh, is also critical being a three technique like yourself. And so I want to show you this picture and I want you to choose between which three technique would you like to play with? Uh, there's Lizzo or uh, perhaps uh, Booger McFarlane. Which, uh, w- which nose tackle, uh, who, 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 who are you lining up with? Uh, the macaroni. The, the who? The macaroni. McFarlane. That's what I call him, the macaroni. <laughs> I'm lining up with the macaroni <laughs> every time or twice on Sunday. I'm a dog right there. My LSU Tiger right there, baby. Yes, up, baby. That's my man. That's my Booger's man. Booger's right lost there, a lot baby. of weight. Yeah, Booger's good. lost a lot of weight from his pump. Yeah, looks good. Looks. I got to get him. I got. That's my dog right there. I'm telling you. From the first time he came into the building, dog, he was he, he, good guy all the way around eager to learn, ready to work every day that he came in and couldn't ask for a better locker mate and a, and a, run, and a running dog. I didn't run with him long because every year he'd get something that, you know, would, would derail him. He'd get an injury or something, but, you know, me and Chartrick Darby and the Buck and Chuck show, <laughs> Chartrick Darby and Buck Gurley went all the way to the Super Bowl with me. That's, that's, who, that's who my nose to, new, two nose tackle was. But Chartrick Darby holds the sack record at South Carolina State. He beat Deacon Jones. All right. So. All right. We're going to go. Now we're about to get into it where we're going to be some disagreement here. Uh, I want to play you a clip of Jay Norville. I just uh, want to know which three technique would you rather face, Lizzo or McFarlane? Come on. That would be let's tough. Go. That would be a tough decision. Yeah, I, uh, I want to put uh, Jay Norville. Uh, the head coach at Colorado State, 
Uh, you you thought I was critical of Dion. Uh I don't know if you've seen this video. Uh, no. Jay Norville. Uh, play it, yeah, please. He, he, no. he wants some smoke with Dion. Let's let's play the clip. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked. <laughs> so. Yeah, and he went on to say he doesn't care if he's hated in Boulder. They're gonna hate him anyway. Uh, he's ready to take. He's ready for this in-state rivalry game and and sap i think you're going to be very shocked at how close this game is on saturday i don't do point spreads and i don't give a damn about a point spread until it's disrespectful so i don't know what coach is talking about because i remember watching golf when i was a young man and watching the masters in 84 and all of that and when the guys had hats on no one took their hat off to even shake hands until Tiger Woods got there. So let's let's just kill all what your mama taught you. Because we know your home training is out the window, coach. Because this is, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care if they hear me in Boulder. You're in front of a microphone. The world is about to hear you, idiot. I mean, come on. Let, let, let's realize you're leading young men. So let's lead them with the example by which you're giving. He's taking the controversy head on, Sap. What controversy? He's, what I mean? He's, so he well, so he's upset well, that Prime that Prime wears his glasses and his hat when he when he when he when he goes to the fifty yard line to shake the coach's hand after they just trampled him. Is that is that what we're talking about? Oh, no, talking I don't think he's him? upset. Oh, oh, we're talking about him in the press conference when he when he has his hat and his glasses. Sometimes because he didn't have his hat and glasses on down. He had his hat on, but he didn't have his glasses on down at TCU. I didn't see what happened after Nebraska. He had his glass sunglasses on, but what what, what Jay Norville's doing is <laughs> no, no. he knows what he's is courting Jay controversy. What is his gripe? Please, I I, I, I didn't. I, I don't I mean, think he has a gripe. I don't think he has a gripe. I think he's trying to send a message to his team. I'm going to be in this fight with you. So I'm if I go through Jay Norville, is this Jay Norville's uh, first he's, he's year at Colorado with, State? I, I I got that. No, but no. picking a fight. With, with a coach that you have no intention of fighting? What are we talking about? Because I, 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 I don't hear the message that the kids in the locker room are going to pick up. Oh, yeah. Coach Prime glasses and hat offend me. What? <laughs> what? What <laughs> the hell are you talking about? So you're telling me this ain't Jay Noville's first uh, year at Colorado State, right? No. So if we roll back. No. Any of these games where it might have been a little hot, a little sunny, he ain't got no glasses and hat on when he meets another coach at the 50-yard line? He takes it off? No, he's talking about the post-game press conference. He's saying, I met with ESPN. I was doing an interview. I took my hat and sunglasses off. He's saying, So when Brian was interviewing with with, uh, Aaron Andrews, did he have his shades and shades on? (laughs) I I turn on Fox Big Noon. And I watch my man Mark Ingram with his shades on, and I know that ain't allowed at no at no set on America. Cause I was on that set for seven years. Nobody nobody allows you to show up with shades on. I wouldn't even come on this podcast with no shades on. But Prime, come on, baby, come on, man. <laughs> my dog, my dog out there doing his dizzle, man. Come on, man, stop this. Glasses and Jay Norville. Jay Norville's about to get his ass whooped. 
and, 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 and take your hat and glasses off and shake my dog hair on the way out. That's what you do, Jay Norfolk. <laughs> Kick me. <laughs> oh, so he's standing so you don't up for like, the press. You don't like what Jay Norvell is doing. I, you don't, don't, see the, he, I don't see the rallying cry. If I'm going to go out and be hated in Boulder, I'm going to say something about Boulder, about somebody, but not no hat and glasses. That's it. The hat, the hat is a program. The shades you get a check for. <laughs> Jay might be uh, might be some of that male jealousy I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know. But a hat and glasses? Come on, man. The hat is the school. The man not supposed to wear his hat? Not supposed to wear the buffs? He's not supposed to roll with CU? Come on, man. It ain't like this man got a hat on and say, I love me some me, because he definitely got one and I got one. I'll get it for you. I'll put it on for you. It's a nice scully. It say, I love me some me. Because that's my dog's favorite saying, and I love me some me too. But you don't see that. That man got Colorado on his hat. And some nice gold shades to match the, match the gold in the buff. What do you think I, about I, I, Woody Johnson's necklace on Monday Night Football? <laughs> uh, you know, you know how I feel. I think it's silly hey, and no, stupid. No, 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 You told me how fifty-some-year-old men that go back to a Dookie Run DMC chain. How about an eighty-year-old man that has a diamond-crusted Woody on his neck? Yeah, I, I don't like it. He looks stupid. He looks silly, <laughs> and he looks like he's trying to fit in with the hip-hop culture. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Wow. He's trying. You know that you know they had sexy red at the game. They had I her saw on that the dog. Sideline. I was disgusted. She might she might have been the one that gave it to him. But now he bought it. He bought it trying to fit in with Sauce Gardner and a couple other players on his team. Oh yeah, that's he, he's right. done Sauce a story. Yeah, yeah, he got the same jeweler. He got the same jeweler as these guys. But he looks silly and stupid. I'm glad you kind of. I'm glad you brought it up because when I saw oh, no, like, when I saw it, they don't invite. No, when I saw it, I took a picture. I thought of you. I started to send it to you and say, "Boy, we got to talk about this because <laughs> what in God's name is an eighty-something-year-old man doing?" Trying to be cool. Try, it ain't no different. Robert Kraft running around with Meek Mill. The, the Skip Bayless running around with Little Wayne. This Lil is, Wayne. This yeah. is <laughs> this is what these guys do, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's your boy Woody Johnson. That is. Sexy Red. That- I'm, yeah, se- and Sexy Red. I'm just sorry, Sat, is one of the worst. I would. I don't Ever. even hate to call her a rapper. Ever. Go go Whatever. go right ahead. And go wherever you want to go, and I back you 1,000%, because that I got three little girls, and I would, oh, good God Almighty, what is that? What is that? Ugh. Totally agree. And, and but again, she's got, this is what I'm talking about, about these guys getting soft. She's got some song where she says, Ski, I know, I know, ski. pink it's and brown or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that. that's Pound Town. That's Pound Town. That either. <laughs> that either. That's the only one I know. Yeah, that's the only one I heard of, yeah, and Pound I was like, that's enough. That's enough. No, dude, that hold gets on. no I'm play you, in my ride. <laughs> Let me refresh your memory because you watch Hard Knocks. It was in a Hard Knocks video. The Jets players during practice were doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ski we thing. The little ski we thing. Yeah, I looked at my old lady. That's you know what. It's kind of catchy, but I don't know what they're saying. I can see, I can see it's that's, catchy or whatever. Because the coach was like, "That's my song." I'm like, you know about that song? What you mean that's your song? 
That's on, Sexy man. Red. I, I got That's it. That's Sexy Red. It. She did that song, too. She's hot garbage. The music is trash. But every, it's, the, it's the thing to do. And, you know, this whole hip-hop craze, everybody wants to be like Dion. And it, that's I'm going to relate this back to Jay Norville. He's trying wait, wait, to be wait, wait, like Dion. Wait, wait, wait. He wants wait, wait. the Dion controversy. Is, Dion is one of 371 men to ever live on God's green earth. And that's a pro football Hall of Famer. That's rare company. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's not do that. And then if we talk about the corner situation, I mean, you say he ain't the best ever because I know you're going to put Dale Green up there. But Dale Green didn't play on fourth down like Dion did. Well, hold on. I do say Dion's the best corner ever. Only okay. The only yeah. competition is Rod Woodson. You know, you know I, I, I can make a Rod Woodson argument, but, but no, Dion's yeah. the best corner ever. Yes, I can. Never, yeah. No, not Rod Woodson. No. Yes, yes. No. Yes. No. Not better than Dale Green. Yes. No. No. Yes. Stop that. Stop that. Stop it, Warren. Okay. Stop. And Daryl Green was great. Awesome. But Rob Woodson was physical, had the size in the run game, the whole he he was the Yeah, play pack. play safety corner, the whole nine yards, yeah. And yeah. so could Ronnie Lott. I got it. Yeah. No. Now, Rob Woods as a corner, Rob Woodson better than Ronnie Lott as a corner. But it, anyway, I, I want right. <laughs> to. There's a couple other I things digress. I want to get to. We digress. To. We digress. Yeah, we I, digress. Come on. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, <laughs> we do. Do you have any advice for Mel Tucker, uh, the Michigan, the former Michigan State coach? He's suspended right now. But please, <laughs> pretty please, have receipts. <laughs> pretty please have receipts it's all like I, that's that's it for mail because i mean it'd be very very difficult and you know me and you are pretty much the same kind of brother we like we like we, we, we like lovely entertainment we like we, we like nice things but when it's a sexual harassment advocate i i i, I don't want your number I don't think we have much to speak about. <laughs> now, now, if you want to speak to my assistants and set up another time when you want to come by and speak to the kids, no problem. But it must be on office hours and calling through the office. And you're on the phone with my assistant. And if you ask to speak to me, I'm asking my assistant to come inside the room and I'm putting you on speakerphone. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It looked like Mel got receipts. That's all I that's all I heard. Mel say, uh, I got receipts. And it seems that she admitted to not having a conversation about coming to the school or whatever. And if we're not talking about you coming to the school, what, what are we talking about here? I agree. But all right. I also your your original statement. Is, oh no no, we we beyond my statement. That you said advice. Now we're actually into the facts of it. Let's let's because let, it's been it's it's out there. Now we we can read now. No 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 no. I I got it. I, listen, right. tr trust All me. Right. But, but but my problem is, if Mel were forty two, or thirty eight. <laughs> oh yeah. So now your I, advice for Mel. Let's go. Yeah, if he were okay. thirty eight, forty two, I would be more on his side, but he's 51. 
And that's where me and you are in total agreement. It was like, hold on. She's a rape counselor. Yes. There's, there's nothing, there, there will never be a personal relationship that could, in my position, I got a $100 million contract. I'm a target. At 51, you got to be smart enough to realize that and, and keep that 1,000% professional. Now, to, to your point, the second half of the conversation, because Mel Tucker, idiot to me at 51, to even engage <laughs> in any type of personal conversation. But what I will say, and, what I, I, and we said on this show, this is where her story falls apart to me is she never hung up the phone. And I'm just sorry that 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 I can't be sexually harassed no over way. the phone over the phone because I can hit the hang up button. What? I'm just sorry. Any- what? <laughs> oh, oh, I can start the recording and hit put you on speakerphone yeah. and be like, what did you just say? Like, 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 how did we get to this conversation? Yes. I mean, and. and- and you're the counselor. You're the one giving young people advice, advice of how not to be harassed. And you're engaging in a looks like a consensual conversation. But, here, but right? again, why not give Mel? Why not give Mel that advice in real time? Hey, Mel, don't do that. I'm hanging up the phone. Try, try that. You're the. Wouldn't that be the advice you would tell a and then, young girl? And then put this in recording. I mean, come on, yeah. babe. Come on. Come on, because I mean, we definitely gonna find out how long the conversation was, or how long the length. Thirty-six minutes. Stop it. See, I didn't get that deep. So you got, so you got all the information over there. You hide all the goodies. Oh yeah, it was thirty. It was thirty-six minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's thirty-six minutes. That's consensual. That's consensual all day long. All day long. Come on, thirty-six. You got thirty-six. You know. Come on. Stop. I've hung up on people in 36 seconds. 30 seconds? What and, are you talking I, about? And I've had, I've had women hang up on me. Hang up on me? 26 yes. seconds. Yes. yes. It's, over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. And I'm not calling back because I, I got the message the first time, sugar. You got to call me back after you hang up on me. I'm not calling back. I, nah, I can't do it. My, my pride won't live. <laughs> but me and you do agree. That is the dumbest phone number you ever take in the history of your life. Come on, man. Stop. Male. Male, one year older than me, man. I turned 51 in December, dog. Don't say 51 like he's an ancient bird or something. Come on, dog. He's younger than you. No, I'm saying he's old enough to know better. He's oh, old he enough to know better. got to know better with $95 I, million dollar contract. Hey, there's some things yeah. that, you know. There's, no, there's no there's more There's some excuses 50-year-old men can't make. No, there's a bunch this of, is them, one of them. That, that is, yeah. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> this is one. All right. Uh, final, final, final note, Sap. Uh, when are people going to stop with the Colin Kaepernick should be called <laughs> never, deal? Never. Never. Uh, because if you watch Robert Griffin the third, basically lobby live on NFL ESPN about a GM telling him. I know you can still play Robert. You look like you can play Robert. But if I brought you in, you'd be a distraction to our starter. What? No, you can't play. We saw you play. And it's over. So let it go. Colin got 60 to $80 million, right? Started a production company. I think Colin is fine. I don't even see Colin throwing anymore. 
I think Colin got to mention the last time he went out and threw the ball and, you know, no, it's over. They're saying his agent, though, called the Jets. They're, saying, they're pretending like Kaepernick wants this opportunity. So did the Jets call back? That's John Schwartz. I spoke with Colin. Wait, wait, wait. I just spoke with Colin I just Kaepernick. spoke with Colin Kaepernick, who tells me his agent. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who, who's Jordan Schultz with, 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 with his verified account? No, 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 no. Let's go to the source first. Who's is the Schultz report with his verified uh, little thing? Did he pay for that blue check? <laughs> I think he did. Jordan Schultz, I think, played. But he's someone that Kaepernick talks to that put this so out. So he says, he who tells me his agent. His agent has. See, that's the thing. When you're trash, you don't put it on somebody's doorstep and ring the doorbell and expect them to come out and be like, hey, what is this trash? No. <laughs> if you're a commodity, everyone knows who Colin Kaepernick's agent is. I, I, I would assume, right? They would pick yes. up the phone and call and say, you know, because when I was a free agent, Al Davis picked up the phone and called Rosenhaus and said, I'm not hanging up the phone until I got Warren Sapp as a Raider. That's what happens. When you when you when someone thinks you can play in this league, they call your representative. Your your agent ain't got to call nobody when you can play, and they know you can play in this league. When the last time Colin lined up? Twenty seventeen. Sixteen, I thought. Something like that. It's been seven years. It's it wasn't been seven pretty. years, and it wasn't pretty. Yeah. What? I mean, people are doing, is it just a gimmick? Is it just for clout, <laughs> just for clicks? I, I don't know, but there's, there's, no, there's no fire because I don't see any smoke. Come on, man. <laughs> the NFL loves to, to, to leak and talk because that's what, that's what creates the interest. That's why fantasy football is where it is. That's why the gambling is where it is. That's why we are where we're at with – YouTube got the damn direct TV now and they charge more than direct TV charge. How about that? And they don't give out no comps from the Hall of Fame, the the, the legends of the game, nothing. <laughs> you paying like everybody else. <laughs> we can't even get direct TV. Direct TV used to give it to us. YouTube say, nah, better get in line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with my go with my bras, with my bras bus and my gold jacket. I gotta pay just like uh, Tom Joe and Willie around the corner. Yes, sir, buddy. I gotta get it too. They getting me too. But that's why we are where we're at. So, Colin, you got a production company, do some good work, baby. There's a lot of great stories out there to be told and you know, the the writers in Hollywood are on strike, so you know, use your AI and create something good and let's go. Come on. I need some entertainment. They're not going to let you throw the ball uh, anymore. Sap, I'm, I'm out of questions. Is there anything <laughs> else you wanted to cover? Hey, baby, I'm here for you anytime you're ready. You know what I'm saying? I just, if I do it, I, I hit you with it. I, I did. No, I, the, all right. Uh, I got one for you. No, I, no, no. I got one for you. Uh, I want you to right. go watch New York Giants and Daniel Jones and tell me you didn't want to pay Saquon Barkley, but you paid the quarterback. So now, who is he throwing it to? They treating this guy like Lamar Jackson the first couple of years. We ain't going to give you nobody to throw it to you, so you're going to have to create. Oh, we'll go get you Darren Waller. Three catches. Cole Beasley, out. The boy, Shepard, no catches. Hyatt, Wyatt, Dugans, Ford Withers, and Campbell, 
my God. See you next week, man. It, it, it's it's got to get better. If it don't get any better, it's going to get worse. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. I reached out to your guy, John Gruden, uh, today. I told him I wanted him at the next cookout. I sent him the last cookout and all that. He's like, oh, man, you got my favorite guys, Sap and Favre. Would love to do it. And then he all says, right, I go to Tampa. I go to Tampa soon. all next week. I'll be uh, golfing with oh. him. Make sure your FaceTime Perfect. is on. When I call you on FaceTime, that's who I'll be with. I hit your awesome. FaceTime with, awesome. with, the, with the dog. We'll be we'll be playing golf in Avalon. So I, 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 yeah. I'll see what he has. You 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 ask your question yourself. <laughs> the next, you the, I be. want him here in Nashville for the next cookout. I got you. you. He likes Nashville. I know that seven. for a fact. I know he likes Nashville for there a fact. You go. There you go. What they say is the white there guys of Atlanta right. or something like that? What they say is Nashville, <laughs> the white guys of Atlanta? <laughs> nah, it's more, it's the, it's, it's, it's uh, white woman's Las Vegas is what it is. Ah, they throw yeah, all their bachelor, they throw their something. bachelorette parties here in Nashville. Okay, okay. I'll do yeah. something. I'll do something about something. And I, yeah. I wanted to make sure I had it right. That's my I... side hustle. That's oh, yeah? my side hustle, entertaining people on out, bachelorette weekends. Yeah. You jump out the gate? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Warren. <laughs> Always a pleasure, brother. <laughs> Thank you. That's Warren Sapp. Uh, <laughs> don't go anywhere. It's going to get better. Steve Kim, next. It's my obligation on hate discrimination, raising up your hands for freedom. Previous on Fearless. Because I don't think any of our opinions are all that controversial and no one's really got a problem with it. It's just like, oh, you're not supposed to think that way. And and, and but also just just quite honestly, uh, too many black people have bought into the race war. They, they think we're in a race war. And this is why this show I'm doing is all about like, no, you're actually in a war with yourself. Yep. And if you can't see that, if you, oh, it's this person or that person, and you're looking for all these other people, no, it's the person in the mirror that you should be at war with and, and trying to correct. All right, welcome back. Time for some Korean co-sell. Steve Kim uh, joining us on the show. Uh, Steve, we just had one of the greatest uh, players in the university, the Miami, is it the University of Miami? Whatever, from yeah. the U, Warren Sapp. Uh, what do you think of your boy uh, Sapp today? I, I, funny, irreverent, uh, and he loved my uh, Midget Moss comparison. I love that. Yeah, look, Warren was built for TV. Very, very gregarious guy once the red lights go on. And the best thing that I appreciate about him, whether you agree or disagree, he will give you an opinion. I, I, I just find this maddening in today's television and journalism. People want to give an opinion that's going to appease everybody. 
Warren is one of those guys that says, I don't care if you completely disagree. If I'm the only one that thinks this, I'm going to go with it. That alone, uh, it's an act of courage nowadays. And, and I love the fact that he even had enough guts to say sexy red is awful. Because I happen to agree. And, and now if people are going to say that, you know what they're going to call him? They're going to call him all sorts of coon and sell out. Uh, but let's be honest about sexy red. Uh, she ain't exactly Roxanne Shantae. Okay, she, she's not exactly empty light. <laughs> she's not exactly queen pen or whatever. But I, I will have one disagreement, though. I, I kind of think Rod Woodson makes the case. I don't think he's that far behind Dion. I thought he was a more physical corner. He was only a half step slower than Dion, who's probably the fastest player I've ever seen on a football field. But Rod was a much more physical player. He was actually a really good safety who made multiple Pro Bowls. Uh, I would say the two... Those two guys are in my Mount Rushmore cornerbacks. And another guy that I think makes an argument as my bookend cornerback outside of prime, the great Mike Haynes. I, I have never seen a cornerback that could get right on a guy's hip and run right stride for stride a route with a cornerback and then make plays on the ball. So those three right there off the top would be three-fourths of my cornerback Mount Rushmore. I wasn't planning to ask you this, but you're the perfect person to ask. What do you think of my Randy Moss, Tyreek Hill comparison in terms of just yeah. impact? Midget Moss is a great name for Tyreek Hill. Well, I think you should get that trademark. I don't know if he likes it, but I, I think it's very apropos. <laughs> and you have to give Mike McDaniel credit. Jason, let's go back to the last year uh, when he was a chief. There was something very uh, specific going on with the how people were defending him. And as good as Andy Reid is, people started to play what I call the polo grounds cover two. I have never seen safeties play that deep on any receiver on a cover two to make sure that he would never get past them and challenge them vertically. And I remember a lot of chief games, Jason, where he'd have like eight, nine, ten catches but he wouldn't have anything vertical. It would be a shallow cross, comeback routes, and hitch routes, but it was not like the post. It was not a streak. With the pre-snap motion that McDaniel dials up, and pre-snap motion has a way of freeing receiver because now you're depending on the uh, defenders to communicate, and you can discombobulate a lot of concepts. And McDaniel is absolutely genius at finding space and ways for this man to run free. And right now, I almost think he's unguardable because it's a, it's a combination of great physical talent and scheme. Steve, uh, I want to move into uh, Colin Kaepernick and the fact that his name keeps coming up <laughs> yeah, okay. every right. season. The New York Jets lose Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> and... Jamel Hill and Twitter and people start and, and someone, some reporter says Kaepernick's uh, agent reached out to the Jets. It, it, it just seems crazy. When is this going to stop? That's Jordan Schultz saying I, I talked to Kaepernick and his agent reached out. Here's a Jamel Hill tweet. There's a QB right there in New Jersey who took a team to a Super Bowl in an NFC championship game. Rhymes with Happernick. This is just this is clearly just clickbait. No, yeah. does she really? Does, do people really believe no. he could play? It's virtue signaling. 
especially if you're white, because now, now you get points for it and you get invited to the cookout. But here's the funniest thing. Uh, there's another quarterback that just went to a Super Bowl uh, even before Kaepernick did, or more recently, that just retired and actually played football last year, Matt Ryan. Why not him? Uh, it doesn't fit the agenda, but it's death, taxes, and the ine inevitable Colin Kaepernick is, is reaching out to NFL teams. There's an old saying in Hollywood, when you want a certain role, don't call us, we'll call you. And Jason, they have not called this guy for about seven, eight years. It just makes no sense that any player, any player who has not played for at least, what, six years, has not taken a snap, is suddenly going to be in, and by the way, has not participated in any practices, did not go through the training camp, the mini camp, the passing camp. And yes, he's going to replace Aaron Rodgers um, as the starter. It, it, it's just a complete agenda, especially when it comes from Jamel. I thought you were going to make this analogy or make this point because I think there's a better one than Matt Ryan. Cam Newton. Cam mm. Newton was MVP of the league, took his team to a Super Bowl, what, in 2015 or something like that, more recently than Kaepernick. He was just in, he's been out of the league for one year, but no one says, hey, Cam Newton's available. People, oh, it's Colin Kaepernick, Th that's, it's preposterous. It, it's, and this is, people like, will call me a grifter or other people grifters. This is clearly just grifting and just like you said, virtue signaling. There's cool points for, for pretending like you still support Colin Kaepernick. It's it's all about burnishing Jamel's brand and whoever the the tweeter is or whoever says it burnishing that they don't care about Kaepernick they don't care about football they don't know anything about football it's all just a grift. Well, look, every time Taylor Swift breaks up with her latest boyfriend, I pull it, put in a call for her. She never calls me back, uh, but obviously, based on what I'm reading, she had mutual interest in Travis Kelsey. Well, that's how relationships are formed. You got to have mutual interest. I, I mean, uh, Warren Sapp did an interview. I remember sending it to you with Vlad TV last year or around the time that Cap tried out for the Las Vegas Raiders. And everyone kind of tiptoed about how it went, da-da-da. And Warren, who played for that organization at the tail end of his Hall of Fame career, he flat out just bluntly said, oh, my God, it was terrible. It was awful. It was bad, and no one wa – and, and I'll just say this. If Warren would have said he looked good, that the throws were accurate, every that thing would have gone viral. But because Warren, again, this is where I give him credit, he went against the grain, he actually said, no, he looked awful. He shouldn't even try it. Well, everyone else in the media, like Keyshawn Johnson, was pushing for this. The Raiders never called him back. There's a reason why. Uh, speaking of Keyshawn Johnson, he's a replay. He's one of the replacements for uh, Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, in an interview, insinuated that uh, Shannon Sharp was pushed out of Fox Sports. Let's watch Stephen A. Smith talk about Shannon Sharp being pushed out. The second that Shannon became available. Mm -hmm. 
And I like that you did this, by the way. Right. I like that you, hey, right. I make no qualm, I would like him over here. Mm-hmm. I like that for the business. But for the skip stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, that, that's a jab, that, that hurts. You're gonna go after the co-host so soon. You didn't care. I didn't look at it that way. Got it. I would have looked at it that way if Shannon left of his own volition. I'm telling you he didn't. Uh, I'm telling okay. you he was pushed out. That's the, that's the first time I've ever heard and, that. Well, I'm telling you, and it's fact. Now, they could deny it. He wouldn't. I can promise you that. He was pushed out. He didn't want to leave. Mm. He was notified that your services would no longer be needed. But again, that's his story to of tell. Course. But I'm telling you what I know. I'm giving you facts. And so when I saw that... Mm. It wasn't just that I know the brother's talented. It wasn't just that I know he's a three-time Super Bowl champion and an NFL Hall of Famer. It wasn't just that I knew that he had been doing television the last six years. I saw me from the standpoint of I was let go in 2009 and left for dead. And they were writing my epitaph and they were like, Stephen A's career is over. He blew it. He had the opportunity of a lifetime. He, he, he effed it up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there was nobody in the present day Stephen A. Smith position as the guy in sports media, as the executive producer for the number one sports morning show that could speak up for me at that time. Mm. And I said, this is why I'm here. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to let you go first here because there's some things I'm going to say that may be a little piping hot so go ahead your thoughts wait a minute uh, if this was a marriage it seemed to me that very publicly shannon is the one who was clamoring for a divorce and may have filed it now a lot of what stephen a smith i'll take his word for it maybe fox sports jettisoned him but that relationship at the very end specifically with the damar hamlin case uh, they seem to be fraying at the edges and in my view, it's a win-win for everybody. Stephen A. Smith got a partner that he seems to really enjoy. And I think undisputed, Jason, as I told you yesterday, I think it's coming together. But when it's all said and done, Shannon Sharp looked like he was ready to spread his wings and leave the nest. And he was not happy over there. Like You could tell that there was an irritation over the dynamic of that show. It was on air. We heard a lot of rumors. So I, I don't know. Maybe Shannon actually forced Fox hands because maybe because they have a much bigger investment into Skip Bayless. I, I think that was the bottom line. Shannon wanted out, and Fox said, "Here's the door. We're opening it. Goodbye." So, Steve, <clears throat> I'm gonna say this, speaking more specifically uh, to Shannon Sharp. Cut it out. Shannon Sharp is trying to point a finger at a Fox executive or two, uh, trying to smear them and put pressure on them and drum up a media storm of someone needs to be replaced, blame this executive, they pushed me out, blah, blah, blah. Shannon Sharp needs to cut it out. I know what happened at FS1. And if if Shannon and and Stephen A keep pushing this agenda, I'm going to expose all that I know. 
and I know all of it. And so cut it out, guys. Shannon Sharp's HR file is amazing. Hmm. And they wanted him out for very good reasons. Does, just, I just want you to know who Skip Bayless and Fox Sports and now ESPN are dealing with. Anybody at home, go call up the clip of a 50-year-old man sitting at courtside uh, with his gay fashion designer at a Lakers game and all that emotional energy and all that uh, what went on with Shannon Sharp. Does that look like a man who can control his emotions? Or does that look like someone who would snap and do unprofessional things, unbelievably unprofessional things in any environment? Fox Sports had no choice, none. Skip Bayless, in my opinion, had every reason to want Shannon Sharp out of there after the DeMar Hamlin situation. Skip, Shannon Sharp, <clears throat> to use a term from the shield or a gang term or what, he basically greenlit Shannon Sharp. I mean, greenlit Skip Bayless. He threw Skip Bayless under a bus and had Skip Bayless concerned about his safety in Los Angeles. Cut it out. And so they're trying to, well, it wasn't Skip that wanted Shannon out. Skip had no choice but to want to be out from underneath a very dangerous and emotional person. Go watch the Lakers tape and ask yourself how many other 50-some-odd-year-old Hall of Fame athletes have you ever seen try to get in a fight with an NBA player sitting courtside? It doesn't happen because most people have more emotional control than that. And I get that many people don't like Skip Bayless. I get that Shannon Sharp is popular over social media. But y'all need to cut it out. Cut it, leave it alone. Shannon, you're off with Stephen A. Smith, and now, Shannon, you're ESPN's problem. And when you snap there and can't control yourself the same way you couldn't control yourself at that Lakers game, that's their problem to deal with. But cut it out. Go do your show. Club Shay Shay is great. You got the deal with Cowherd and the volume. You're doing something with Chad Johnson. You've moved on to better things trying to smear people and damage people on your way out the door and, and, and to drag Stephen A. Smith into this and you're some victim and they wanted you out, cut it out. L leave it off because I will go there. All the way there. Hmm. This, this <laughs> the guy you saw snapping at, at the Lakers game, that's Shannon Sharp in all environments. Yeah. And, and some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff isn't a mystery. Go look and see why CBS Sports walked away from him and all the different allegations that made them uncomfortable. Cut it out. Uh, I want to move on. Uh, to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I get it. I don't exactly think that Shannon's Pookie Williams, but you're right. In the age of social media, uh, when, when you create this atmosphere that's very hostile towards Skip, you never know who's going to act upon it, who's going to have that impetus. And if you are Skip Bayless or even Stephen A. Smith, when you're doing a show of that nature and you see a guy five days a week for several hours a day, you want to at least have a cordial relationship, if not a good one. And the reality is this. With Skip and Shannon, the last, let's say, year or so, they were that proverbial couple that had gone from a happy marriage to then sleeping in separate beds to then all of a sudden someone sleeping at the Hilton for weeks at a time and they needed a divorce lawyer. They got Marvin Mitchinson. That's what happened. And, and the reality is this. If Stephen A. Smith had a partner like Shannon the last year or two, you know what, though? He'd want him out also. I don't believe the marriage was ever happy. It was a marriage of convenience mm -hmm. for both parties. And Shannon Sharp was always going, it was always going to end this way as soon as he got in a position. He was, he was trying to nuke Skip up out of that show in his own right. There's no other explanation for not showing up to work. Skip tweets out something harmless about DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. And then Shannon takes it nuclear by skipping work and then trying to go off on. He was trying to damage Skip Bayless. And this isn't me caping up for Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is borderline autistic, a bit weird. I, I get it. And, you know, part of his <laughs> stick is annoying. I get it. But Jeez. Skip Bayless has, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real because I'm telling you, Skip Bayless is actually a good person. No, I'm just saying, he's weird. The whole little little Wayne stick and the gold chain and all that stuff is just him being weird and trying to fit in. But in terms, he's a well-intentioned person. He doesn't want to harm anybody, not LeBron James, nobody. He, he, he just doesn't. And, you know, he was doing, Shannon Sharp's life and career were in shambles when, when Skip partnered up with him at the behest of Jamie Horowitz, uh, and and so to 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 do, and again they're trying to leave Skip out of it now and just blame it on an executive or two, and and people will misconstrue uh, my statements like I'm caping up for somebody. I'm not caping up for anybody. No one's asked me to. I'm just telling you what I know, and I, I'm I don't like to see people bullied. Quite honest with quite honestly, and that's what's going on here. There's and, and some of it may be internal. There may be people within Fox who are trying to bully an executive or two or point a finger of blame and, and nuke them out of there. But the, the reality is there was one bad guy in this situation. And that bad guy was caught on tape at a Lakers game showing you exactly who he is. And there's plenty of evidence of exactly who he is. And so everybody needs to quit pretending like Shannon Sharp is some victim and Shannon Sharp got done wrong. No, he didn't. Mm. Cut it out. Uh, I want to move on to uh, a Bills reporter, uh, Maddie Glab, I believe is her <laughs> name. She covers the uh. Buffalo Bills. She was caught on tape saying exactly what she thinks of Stefan Diggs and issued an apology afterwards that I, 
I disagree with the apology, but let's let's play the tape. And if you can't make it out, I'll tell you exactly what she said. But let's let's roll the tape. Hey, Across there's the no time. control over yeah. Stefan Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude's going to do what he wants to do. How you coming over there? Step. Nope. He'll look, at, he'll look at my face and say, F you. How he treats everybody. Hmm. She doesn't know the mic's going. She's having a conversation with a friend. It's a very innocent... I don't see any reason for this woman to have to apologize. Everyone's acting like she did something wrong. Oh, she talked honestly about an elite athlete and was caught on tape. Nothing to apologize for. She's gone to Twitter. I want to take ownership for what I said today. I'm very sorry for what I said and meant no ill will. I respect the hell out of Stefan Diggs, and he has been one of my favorite players to cover. He has great character and treats us media with lots of respect. He takes time out of his day to talk to us, which he doesn't have to do. For context, media was waiting for players to come out for press conferences when a reporter joking told me to go get Stefan Diggs. I said, I don't have control over him. Steph marches to the beat of his own drum, and I love that about him. He has a playful relationship with our video department, so that's why, why I said he... Anyway, I can't go on with this. This, And I get why the woman's doing it, because she's so afraid of the Twitter mob. She's white. She said something critical of a black athlete. They'll cast her as racist. But all this virtue signaling, butt-kissing... To these elite athletes is embarrassing that we've reached this point, but this is what social media has wrought. This woman can't have a off-the-record conversation with a friend and a co-worker where she's not even really saying anything all that negative about Stefan Diggs, but she's gotta come out with some big apology. Uh it just it drives me crazy. Your thoughts. Um, I, I'm half expecting Jim Trotter now to add this to his lawsuit, man. This is why we need more uh, representation, right? I mean, well, it seemed to me like that lady was kind of joking around saying, hey, Stephon Diggs, he's Sinatra. He's going to do it his way. I don't think there's any ill will. He just said, look, Stephon is Stephon. He is who he is. But I didn't really sense any malice or hatred towards him. She was kind of chuckling like, hey, you think I have any control uh, over any athlete, and it's the truth. The way it is nowadays, uh, the public relations team basically says media availability is at this time, and you hope as a media member that people are actually on time. I go through this a lot, or I used to, and I would really cover boxing. When you go to a media day or a press conference, basically on boxing time, if something started at noon, um, I'd get there early for lunch, but I would expect every fighter to be at least 45 minutes early. And you got used to it. But over time, I just got sick of it and said, you know what? Send me the press release. I know how to cut and paste quotes. I'm good. I've earned my laziness. But I don't know if, if reporters nowadays with the National Football League, when they cover a beat, really have that uh, leeway. But also, she's in a tough spot, though. Because you know this, Jason, from being in locker rooms and knowing other beat writers. You, you have to have those relationships with the players to a certain degree. And the way Stefan is, I don't get the sense he's going to take that as a joke. I would hope that he would say, hey, look, we're good. It is what it is. You're joking. We can still have a good relationship. Let's be professionals about it. I'm actually interested to see how he reacts to it because I haven't heard anything on his end. Is he going to at least maintain a professional relationship with this lady? 
I tend to think that he will. It, it, now, if it were a white guy, uh, he would probably disown. <laughs> and again, I, I don't want to say that about Stefan Diggs because I, I, I don't know Stefan Diggs if, if he plays that game. But I, I'm just judging him as a man. A woman, an attractive woman makes a mistake, you're more likely to forgive. In the, in the dynamics that we have going on today, if, if that were a white man, he'd probably already be fired. And, and you know, they just cut bait and said, oh my God, you criticized uh, a professional athlete. You can't do that. You, you, can't, you can't say what you really think about these guys, even uh, when it's off the record and you don't know that a microphone's catching what you say. You, you can't say that. You must pretend like these guys are all the smartest people in the world. They're all the most virtuous people in the world. That They know how to fix the criminal justice system. They, they know how to police George Floyd. Uh, they're the greatest human beings to walk, to walk this earth. That's the world we live in where idolatry is enforced by the culture. And, and so the woman had no mean intent, no malice, and really didn't say all that much. But it's the fact that she issued that long apology reflects the time we're living in that these multimillionaire elite athletes and anybody with any fame and fortune, their rear ends must be kissed at all time or you have to suffer the consequences. <sighs> Steve, I think unless you got something else, I think we're done here. It, it is what it is. But again, I, I want to monitor this because Stefan Diggs has other issues. He, he's got to continue to motivate and to cajole Josh Allen. That's his job. That That's the number one thing he's got to do right now. He's got to get better quarterback play. You know, uh, right now, his focus is on getting Josh Allen to be the quarterback that he wants for the city of Buffalo. So that, let's just leave it at that. Great job as always, Steve. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll play some tomorrow, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.